WBNE. Howdy, Yokes. I hope your Christmas was great. But before we get started today, we just want to let you know that this episode of Bacon and Eggs is brought to you by our patrons. We want to build this thing to be as big as it can be, and we want to do more podcasts for you. And we are, as you probably heard yesterday. And you've made that possible. Those are all possible because of amazing donors like you. New podcasts means new microphones, new computers, new recording setups, and all of that stuff. And all that stuff's not free. Uh, so thank you so, so much for, for all of that you've done to support and donate to Bacon and Eggs in the past year. But if you not currently a patron, I encourage you to go over to patreon.com slash bacon and eggs. Uh, it, it, the, the, our, our most popular tier is our $5 tier. What that gets you is access to the Hash Browns, which is the show after the show. It's uh, 15 to 30 minutes of Ethan and I doing something, whether just something we wanted to try or more follow-up in the conversation, or a lot of times it's a private AMA uh, where we just answer questions, uh, but it's all sorts of fun stuff. And it also gets you access to our Discord server, which is absolutely the greatest community on the face of the earth. If you've never used Discord before and you've never used Patreon and you've already sort of pressed the Thirty seconds ahead button. Uh, I would, I would, I would make it put thirty seconds of silence in right here. But then I would feel bad for the nice people who listen through this whole thing. Uh, Discord is a program uh, which is originally used for gamers, but it gives you a really nice, well-organized chat room to chat with people from the internet. And there's like a lot of it's totally anonymous if you need it to be. Um, and there are fun nicknames and fun colors and really good conversations and all sorts of different conversation topics that we cover in there. And it's it's super duper duper fun. Uh, and it's a really really wonderful place. And we love to see you there if you've never been there before. So go to patreon.com slash bacon and eggs, sign up for the $5 tier, and then it should automatically direct you towards Discord. But if you have any issues, just send us a DM and we'll we'll do whatever it takes to get you started. Uh, and if you're curious about it, you still have five days before your card gets charged. So just, you know, go ahead and do it. So anyway, thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for donating. And let's go ahead and get on with the episode. Howdy, yokes, and welcome back to Bacon and Eggs. I'm Tyler Carlin. And I'm Ethan Hill. And today we're going back in. Or maybe just one of us is. So take your horse to the Old Town Road. And die till you can't no more. Because today we're bringing you... Jumanji, the next level. Welcome to Welcome Jumanji. Welcome to Jumanji. Jumanji The Next Level was directed by Jake Kasdan, and as of this recording, uh, it was released on December 13th, 2019, which is nine days ago. It was on a $125 million standard blockbuster budget. Dr. Bravestone, budget. very glad to see you're back here. <laughs> uh, it is so far made $311.9 million worldwide, which is uh, over the threshold of what they needed for it to make. And I won't be surprised if it goes on to, I think, 750 is what I'm seeing lifetime on this one. Um, it's got a 71% critic rating and an 87% audience rating on Rotten Tomatoes and a 58 on Metacritic. Uh, and now, for the people to listen to somebody other than me, Ethan, do you have a negative review? Dr. Bravestone! Great to see you back here in Jumanji! Yeah, I do. It's from Adam Graham of Detroit News, and he says, Don't bother. Play an old-fashioned board game instead. To which I say, Okay, Boomer. Okay, Boomer. Also, aren't you a film critic? <laughs> <laughs> Isn't this your job? Wouldn't you just think that? <laughs> 
Well, actually, I mean, technically, his job is to tell people whether or not they should see whether or not they should bother the or play whether or not they should bother. And if you live in Detroit, um, first you, of all, you... sorry about Kid Rock. Second of all, yeah, don't according don't to Adam it. Graham, don't see it if you live in Detroit. Yeah, if you if you pay for the Detroit news to be delivered uh, b- via bicycle to your doorstep every day, then this movie is not for you. But if you live in Chicago and you, and you get the Chicago Reader, which I think is a uh, maybe daily, maybe weekly publication, I don't know. Uh, Noah Berlatsky would have told you part of the greatness of the film is the fact that the actors seem to be enjoying themselves so thoroughly. Which I believe. I so believe. This looks so fun. It is a fun movie. It is a great movie. I enjoy this movie a lot. Just like I did the first two. Yes. As did I. I I this is this is rapidly becoming one of my favorite series of films. And I'd like many series of films. I hope there's another one. I think there will be. There was the dude from uh from New Girl there at the end. Yeah. The dude from New Girl. Is he also somebody else? No. That's what I'm saying. I don't know his name. Yeah. I want to talk to you about the star-studded cast of this film, Ethan. Talk to me and about I'm, it. Talk to me I'm about the star-studded cast. I'm not talking to you about Dwayne Johnson, Jack Black, Kevin Hart, Karen Gill, and Nick Jonas, Danny DeVito, and Danny Glover, who are all excellent. I'm talking to you about Aquafina, Madison Isseman, Sir Darius Blaine, and Morgan Turner. No, I'm not talking about Morgan Turner. She messes up my story. Uh, who, among Aquafina... Madison Isman and Sir Darius Blaine, there are two rotten films. Really? Yeah. Aquafina has never been in a rotten film. That doesn't surprise me. She's fantastic. Aquafina is amazing. Yeah. Oh I my think gosh. I've seen her in two things though. So I've seen this, Crazy Rich Asians, Oceans Eight, uh and that is I think it. No, I've seen The Farewell. I, I saw the Farewell. Uh which I've seen this and Oceans Eight. And The Farewell is hard to watch. Uh I, I don't know if you've uh, had any interest in it. I don't know that. anything about it. It is a very avant-garde, mostly in, I don't even know what language, not English. Uh uh Mandarin, sort of film. I would imagine. Yes. From this cast. Based on the names, the, the, probably I don't know. Based I, on the names of the, based on the names they're playing, then yeah, I would I would think Mandarin. I did take Mandarin first semester, so I basically know Chinese. You, you're basically yeah. Uh, you, let me tell you what I don't know is how to speak Chinese. It's it is Mandarin because it follows a Chinese family. I missed the day in my Mandarin class where we learned to make sentences, and I was one class behind the entire semester. Well, it sounds like yeah, the 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 very important part of speaking Mandarin would be uh, speaking it. And it was like he, my teacher was basically. I was like, hey, can I uh, come in and like learn things? And he's like, ah, you'll be fine. I was not. This is where the, the narrator in, in, you know, in the movie of my <laughs> life comes in. And, just like, and he was not fine. It, w- it did not go well it at all. It did not go well at all. Anyway, yeah. Uh, Aquafina's in this and she's amazing. She is amazing. I just, I wanted to remind you that I I stan Aquafina. Yeah, that was um, a wild thing. I was, I, I remembered that she was in this, but I didn't know how they were going to use her. I, di- I didn't either. But like, I forgot, I, I, I knew that I read that she was in this and then I got in there and, and then she showed up in the movie and I was like, oh man, okay. There she the is. There she is. Playing, I didn't know immediately that she was going to be who she was. Yeah, I didn't either. Although we can also add Karen Gillan to this list who, despite three rotten films, also has a lot more films than the other three uh, and has only ever been in three rotten films. Which are... Not Another Happy Ending, which was her debut film. Uh, the Circle, which uh, I think I remember that. I think that was like a... Yes, it, it was uh, Emma Watson, Tom Hanks, uh, and it was about like they worked in the Google complex, but it wasn't Google, but you know what I mean? I don't remember that movie at all, but yeah, uh, sure. I remember it. Yep. Um, and then Stuber. Oh, poor Stuber. I know. Gosh, what are the chances? I'm, I'm, people really liked Ex Machina. She was in there, right? No. She wasn't? Uh-uh. I've never seen that movie. That's good. Well, it is good until I would say the third act. And then it's like, then it feels like uh, Death Race. 
Do you remember Death Race? I do. It's Very exactly sad. okay. Well, that <laughs> it's was exactly a thing. yeah. It was a good time. Did we see that movie in theaters? Death Race? Yeah. No, I don't think so because I, I remember seeing it with Ben like on his couch because Ben liked all those movies. There's a bunch of movies that like you and I went to the movies a lot, and there's a bunch of movies that sometimes people mention them, and I'm like, oh man, I saw that movie in theaters, and then and forgot I, I about it. Might have liked it. Like recently, when Mots is like, oh, I watched uh, the Last Legion. I was like, Tyler and I saw that movie in theaters. On accident. On accident, because we thought it was I Am Legend. Yep, 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 yep. That's a real thing that happened, and I've never seen it since and probably never will. Nope, I don't even know what it's about. It's about Roman legionaries, I think. I'm not entirely positive, though. <laughs> I was spent the whole time waiting for there to be zombies. I know. I was ready for, like, I thought it, I really thought that it was going to be, like, it zoomed out on a TV. Like, there was, it was referencing a different movie, and it would zoom out on a TV that Will Smith was watching yeah, the whole then, time. Yeah, and then, you know, after we got 45 minutes in, I was like, mm, that might not be a thing. This might just be the movie. Well, so let's talk, about, I... let's talk about this movie a little bit, though. So we get... The same, obviously the game has the same characters. It does add two. It adds some new ones, yeah. But we have more people playing those characters now. Yes. The Rock playing Danny DeVito. Yeah, that was fantastic. Not... Him and Kevin Hart knocked that out of the freaking park. Yeah, the whole, like, being... Now, granted, that was the one thing I didn't love about this movie was I got very tired of, like, old people don't know how to play video games jokes. I, yeah, I will say that was a little repetitive. But, like, to he, to see The Rock and, and Kevin Hart playing these old people, you know, uh, uh, Kevin Hart trying to beat Danny Glover to be all smooth and, you know... Am I uh, some sort of... That is the ostrich. You would not believe how fast an ostrich can run. <laughs> how do... How how am I supposed to know Danny Glover? What is what is what is Danny Glover? Uh, he was the 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 other guy in the Lethal Weapon movies with okay. Mel Gibson. Sure, they're like famous buddy cop movies, like Die Hard type. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he's been in a bunch of things. I mean, he's been been around the block. He was uh, famous for originating the line, which I'm gonna have to edit out. But it's he him saying, "I'm too old for this shirt." Oh yes, yes, okay, yes. I know who this is now. Mm-hmm. I knew when he walked on screen. I was like, I know I'm supposed to know who this is. This is like a big moment that this this guy is in this movie. Yeah, but. It it uh it sort of fell flat. I mean, for definitely me because when they announced that who was going to be in this movie, I was like, man, they are adding two like sort of old head superstars there. Yes, in the in the and I was very curious as how they were going to use them, and it ended up being hilarious. Just the Rock being like Spencer, what is this? Is this a? They said we're in a video game. Is this heaven? Are we dead? <laughs> are we dead? <laughs> Doing the accent. Can't even imagine. And then Jack Black playing Sir Darius Blaine's part. Oh my God, Jack Black. I was actually thinking about this in the car today. No, was I in the car today? I was. It doesn't matter where I was. Uh, I was thinking about this, like, can Jack Black get, like, a supporting actor nomination for this film? I mean, he had to be so many different things. He had to be, and he did them all so well. Yeah, because he, he reprises his part from the last movie. He also has to be... Uh, fridge. Yeah, he also has to be Fridge. He also has to be Martha for a minute. Does he have to be Martha? Yeah, because they switch in in the in the in the room with the fruit. Oh, you're right. Yep. And he has to be Martha, and Fridge gets to be Karen Gillan. He gets to be Ruby Roundhouse. Yeah. <laughs> He's all like, "This is amazing." Oh man. I don't want to be the map guy. <laughs> Nobody wants to be the map guy. Why is this character even in this game? That's gotta be, I mean, that is a game. I, I get that, like, there's lots of games that used to be like that that would just, like, punish you for not having friends. Right. But, like, <laughs> not being able to see the map. Unless you're playing be, with somebody. Unless you're playing with somebody else who wants to be Shelly Oberon. It's gotta be tough. But you also, like, if you don't have, I think, at least four people playing this game, you have a tough time beating it. Oh, for sure. That's what I'm saying, though. It's like, this is a game that punishes you for not having friends. Yeah. Or, or siblings. 
Yes. I mean, obviously, it, the game doesn't exist. I would play this game. I wouldn't want to get sucked into it, but I would love to play this game. The game does exist. I mean, in, in the sense that, like, there is a Nintendo Switch game called Jumanji. Uh, it may be for other consoles. I don't know. I don't know how... I, I have a feeling it is not you play the game that they played. I have a feeling you play them playing the game. Yeah, and I don't want that. I, w- I just want you play the game. Right. I want you to get to choose to be Smolder Bravestone. Or Ruby Roundhouse, or Shelly Oberon, or Seaplane McDonough. What a good name. I really thought that they were going to put... Because I didn't. I forgot about Aquafina being in this. I really thought that that Spencer was going to show up as Seaplane. I did too. I was... For the longest time, it's like, I get to be the hot white guy now. <laughs> I can't right, smolder, like, but like I'm Spencer's obviously still, still attractive. winning. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Then, yeah, Aquafina dying and being like, oh, I don't have my inhaler. I don't know what's happening. How- Oy vey. And they're like, Spencer? <laughs> Spencer? Spencer, is that you? They said said thief, so I stopped him. You're not my grandson. I know a lot about him, and he's a man. But yeah, I got really tired of the the old people can't play video games thing. Like, to the point where they get to, like, the end of it, and Danny DeVito still doesn't know he's in a video game. Yeah, I felt like that joke. At some point, you need to, like, okay, just don't tell them it's a video game. Just tell them, like, we've been sucked into another world. Also, like, I get that they had to do the payoff at the end where, like, the horse sprouts wings, but, like, why did somebody have to play a horse? That's kind of a weird thing. I was a big fan of the horse. Yeah, but it's just, like, I didn't didn't want to lose one of those characters, you know? If you play Super Mario Odyssey with your your, uh, spouse or or friend, uh, one of you is playing the hat. Yeah, and it's a huge cop-out and not fun. (laughs) Just put Luigi in the game. It's not hard. (laughs) Put Luigi in Smash 2K20 Challenge. Luigi's in Smash. Or Waluigi in Smash, whatever. Whichever one people are mad about. I haven't played Smash in months. That's a game that punishes you for not having friends. So what did you, what did you, you're a, you're a huge fan of these movies, man. Like, so what did, uh, how did this, how did this one come for you? Like, what did, what did you think of it? So I was, I saw the Rotten Tomatoes score before I went into the movie, which I didn't want to allow affect the way I thought about it, but I did, uh, going into it and I actually went into it with pretty, like, with the expectation that I would be disappointed. Um, and I was like, I was ready to go in and just be like, all right, well, I guess I'll just slog through this. I hope that afterwards I still like the first one or the, you know, the, the, the middle one or whatever. Um, cause I really do genuinely love that movie. It has high rewatchability for me, which is cool. Wait, um, the Rotten Tomato score disappointed you? The original score was like a 66. No, it wasn't. No? It was a 78. It was higher than Welcome to the Jungle. Isn't Welcome to the Jungle like a 95? No, it's like a 74. Oh. Well, then I, I don't know. I went in ready to be like, I don't know about this. So, but I did, it was higher than, I, th- I thought there was a chance we were going to get a score of like a 24 when I saw the previews. I thought for sure we were going to get a score of a 24. Yeah. And then I, I was like, I, this I, is... there was no way for me that lightning was going to strike twice on this one. Yeah. And, uh, but I knew that the cast had really good chemistry and I knew that the story doesn't matter that much. It's not as high stakes. Like you're not going to mess it up the same way you could mess up Endgame, and they didn't mess that up, but you know what I mean? Like the story, yeah, the story does not matter. Right. Um, this and one though, actually DeVito felt like it was it. higher stakes. I knew Danny DeVito was in it. I knew The Rock played Danny DeVito at one point because uh, I'd seen that in the previews. And I, w- I went into it already being like, I hope that's a fun bit, but I hope that it stops. And it goes on. And, it, and I was right. It goes on a lot longer than I would have wanted it to. Yeah. Like when they found the, the tree of life or whatever, the Jumanji tree, the Jumanji berry. Yeah. I was like, okay, cool. We're going to do the character switch now before we go any further with this ridiculous story. No, they did way longer. Way longer than I would have expected. Yeah. But Aquafina playing Danny DeVito and uh, Alex was very, uh, Spencer was very good. Spencer. I loved the introduction of Aquafina. She's one of my favorite actresses. So I was, and, and she's, what is she, a rapper or a comedian? I don't know what she does outside of acting. I only know her as an actress. Uh, she's very good. I think she's an actress. No, she does something else, right? 
I don't know. I know her as an actress. I mean, she's in movies. She can just be an actress. She, yeah, she can, she can be a, yeah, that's all she needs to be. Um, I thought she was great. I, I liked the introduction of all the characters. Uh, I, I did think one of them was going to have to die. I remember reading a lot of early reviews of being like, the way that they get back in is stupid. Like, the the fact that they even go back into this thing is is the dumbest thing ever. And it's like, okay, but that's the lure of Jumanji. Right. Is that so it's the, like, you hear the drums. Well, you hear the drums, but it's also that it has this thrall of like escapism. Yeah, of, for sure. You know, and that's exactly what it is. And so I thought that they tackled that extremely well. I thought, not even a little bit surprised that Spencer didn't throw the gaming system away or brought it with him to repair it. Yeah, he could have never. Jumanji would not yeah. let him. Well, he also got to be Dr. Bravestone, which is like, like he wins, you yeah. know? <laughs> but like one simply does not throw away Jumanji. Right. You know, in the in the first one, when when uh, uh, the kids, like the game thinks we rolled and, you know, the, the other girl was like, what do you mean the game thinks? Like the, the game thinks. The game does think. Think. The game, the game does think. It doesn't think very well. Like you know, Nigel can only say like eight things. Yeah, but it does think. I don't know. I was, I was really happy with this movie. I, I for sure thought we were just gonna get a bad sequel. Yeah, I thought it was just gonna be like, uh, okay, this is we, we had this thing and now it's over. And it was, it was fun while it lasted. But it's, it's all still good. Yeah, everything is still great. Everything is still great. I have no, I have no major complaints about the movie. I like the story. I like the characters. I, like I said, there was some things that probably went on too long. It, you know, the jokes sort of. There were some repeats that fell a little flat. But other than that, you know, it's it's a genuinely good sequel. Because I mean, obviously, you know, it's the technically it's the third one. Um, but like the third one might as or the, the the second one might as well not have had anything to do with the first one, aside from a name and a, a basic concept. Right. The fact that they are both Jumanji. Right. Yeah, I don't get the impression. I know that he like that's the I guess the quote unquote canon of it is that the the jungle that they're in in the first one is where Alan Parrish was. Well, yeah. But I don't like if that's true. That doesn't affect the way I see the first one. No, like, there, just... there, there were callbacks they could have put in that they just didn't in, yeah. in the second one. You know, there was like all these like they could have put the hunter in the second one and they didn't. You know, they, and things like they that. Literally did the hunter? Yeah, Van Pelt, it's the same villain. Is it really? Yeah. No. Pretty sure. Hang on. From like Jumanji in the nineties yeah. to Bobby Cannavale plays Van Pelt, the same hunter. He doesn't look like Alan, Alan Parrish's dad, but it's the same guy. I did not know that. Yeah. Well, that's cool. Yeah. This is your shocking me here, bud. <laughs> I, just, I, just, I just didn't even think about this. Yeah. So that's the, it's the same hunter. He's the, he's like the, the big bad. The big bad. Yes. Huh. Same, you learn something same new character. every day. Because I mean, obviously the game would have the same villain. He's not the same villain in the third one. No, because it's a sequel. It's the, it's the next level. It's not the same actor. It's not the same actor. That's not the point. I'm just, I'm just blown away right now. I mean, I was, I, 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 I guess you could put it in the canon of he probably looks like Spencer's dad. We never meet Spencer's dad, do we? No, we don't. Spencer does not appear to have a dad. But if Van Pelt in in, in Jumanji, the board game, looked like Alan's dad, then there's a very real possibility that uh, the one in the video game looked like uh, looked like Spencer's dad. Yeah, I suppose that would that would add up. I don't know. That I mean, would... it's one of those things where like there's not really like it's like Pirates of the Caribbean. Like you're not going to find a, a canon to it. Right. There's no. There's no book or an, i guess there is a book but like it's not right it, it's all written by the the producers right like there was there were two books or there was a book sorry there were not two books there was zathura but yeah i don't know man it's it's, it's van pelt it's not van pelt this time it's somebody else there were some it's weird like cal things. drogo this time around isn't it jürgen the brutal yeah it's not cal drogo he's the dude from uh game of thrones yeah but he's not cal drogo no but he's he was in game of thrones he was the uh i know what this character's name is hold on the ugly guy yes the ugly guy that's what they called him they called him like the scarface he's the, the hound the hound see i know they called him something yeah you ain't no more hound dog. see nailed it got it in one 
Yeah, because the the helmet that he wore. Did he have a fancy helmet? He did. Vaguely dog-shaped. All these pictures of him from this show, he's not wearing a helmet. He's just got a... Oh, that's... I wouldn't say that's vaguely dog-shaped. I would say that is explicitly dog-shaped. Uh, your face is explicitly dog-shaped? I would say that's about as dog-shaped as a helmet can get. Well, you know, I, I don't really know what you want from me here. I want you to be a little... I want your promises to, to land. I didn't promise you anything. What are you talking you, about? You promised me a vague dog shape. Why don't you just watch Game of Thrones like a grown-up? I'm just not interested in it. And it ended bad, so now I like now I know. It's like Dexter, man. People are always like, oh, you're going to love Hold Dexter. On. Hold the Until the front. second half of Dexter. Get the front door out of town. The ending of Game of Thrones is way better than the ending of Dexter. <laughs> I maybe I don't know I watched that one episode of Game of Thrones and it was just like it was really dark this is a dark show like it was just shot in the dark just, it was uh, shot in the dark the, the rest of the night. show is not shot in the same dark. I know. I'm looking at a lot of these pictures of Rory McCann from this show. There's all sorts of daytime pictures. Yeah. They go all over the place. He was also in Triple X The Return of Xander Cage. Wow. And he looks like by far the most awkward human being in this photo. In fact, I'm going to send this over to you. This is going to be my wallpaper here pretty soon. Let me tell you what I didn't see was Triple X The Return of Xander Cage. No, you're not a big Triple X guy, huh? Uh, not really. They're all right. I, I don't think I've seen any of them. I've seen Triple X State of the Union. Oh my God. Come on, Skype. Cooperate. I need to send this over to Ethan. While, I, while I'm doing this, Ethan, uh, tell me about your movie theater experience here. To, like, wh- what what were your expectations going in? What came out? How did you feel about the whole thing? Um, Like I said, I, I was actually, I, I was very glad when I saw the Rotten Tomato score because it was very good. I don't, I, I still don't know where you're coming from on that. Like, it is, it is a much better score than I could have possibly expected or hoped. There's a very real chance that I saw the wrong thing or heard the wrong thing. I mean, yeah, that's possible. But it, it just, like... It usually doesn't, like, I don't want to say it doesn't cloud my opinion, that's the wrong term for it, but, like, I usually try not to let the Rotten Tomato score bug me much before I see I a movie. Have you ever gone to see a movie that you thought got a very good score? That just didn't? And it didn't? And, like, because w- we went and saw, uh, what was it? Came out this year, uh, I'll have to look it up. I went and saw a movie that had a 24%. And I watched it and I, but I remember going to the theater and thinking it had a 100%. Like it was like universally loved. And the movie ending and me being like, maybe I just didn't get it. What movie was that? Uh, let me see. I think, I know what it is now, but I'm still going to look it up. Because I want to get the right number. It's a 22%. It's called The Kitchen. And it was, uh, yeah. So I went into this and I knew it was like Maleficent McCarthy, Tiffany Haddish, and Elizabeth Moss, and Domino Gleason in this like women take, like women gangster movie about Hell's Kitchen. And, uh, I was under the impression that it got this like crazy good score. And it just Uh, didn't. And it just straight up didn't. And I watched the movie and I saw the whole thing and I was like, I don't, maybe I just don't know anything about gangster movies. Maybe, maybe something. Like I could sit through it. I didn't, I think 22 is probably harsh. Um, I feel like that's a majority of, critics being like I mean it wasn't great but also being like it's not that bad it's not like I'm not offended at how bad this is that's fair but uh yeah I mean listen to that cast that sounds like a great cast Uh, it doesn't actually Melissa McCarthy sucks Melissa McCarthy does not suck she's the worst she's She's got an Oscar for what a best supporting actress I think for what you you upset I hate Melissa McCarthy yeah you're right you absolutely right I'm upset you're sitting here going, oh, it sounds like a great cast. It doesn't sound like a great cast. It sounds like a cast I would avoid seeing a movie for. The only thing I've ever liked Melissa McCarthy in in a movie is Spy. Spy's so good. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Hold on. Hold on. I know it's in here somewhere. So, no. To me, that doesn't sound like a great cast. That sounds like a mediocre cast at best. If it's a uh, Melissa McCarthy-led movie. I'm sorry. She did not win the Oscar, but she's been nominated twice. Uh, best performance in a leading role for Can You Ever Forgive Me and supporting role for Bridesmaids. Really? Wow. Haven't so, yeah, Jack... It. Jack Black can definitely get the the nomination for Jumanji. <laughs> well, one one can only hope. 
I, I do hope. I very, very deeply hope for this. You big, uh, you big Jack Black fan? I big. You, are you? Big Jack Black you sure? fan. Actually, and the reason I thought about this, because I, I thought there was a different actor who was nominated for a supporting role performance in a comedy movie that I was like, if that person can get it, then I think Jack Black deserves it here. And it was Robert Downey Jr. in Tropic Thunder. He got an Oscar nomination for that? He sure did. Ooh, that was a different time, man. I've heard that it's okay that he did it. I Yeah, but it also, like, I don't think he could do it today. I would be curious to see how it played out if somebody did it today. I don't think you could do it today. I mean, you can do it in the governor of Virginia, so... <laughs> Apparently. Well, I, I guess the governor of Virginia was just like, oh, I did it. I'm going to light the whole thing on fire. I'm going to burn everybody with me till I look like the best option. Right. <laughs> Dude really wanted to be governor of Virginia. Uh, the, the crazy thing about Tropic Thunder, have you seen it? You've seen it. Yeah, of you course I've have. seen it. I saw it in theaters twice. The movie's hilarious. It's pretty funny. The crazy thing about it is like, I knew who Robert Downey Jr. was, but I don't think I realized, like I put together in my brain, that he wasn't black. He just nails it so good. Wasn't he already Iron Man by then? Yeah, so Iron Man was 08, and then uh, Tropic Thunder was later in 08. Yeah, so he was already Iron Man by then. 13th of August, 2008, so that was like three months later. Wild year for RDJ there. Yeah, who'd have thought? Who'd have thought? They didn't make a whole bunch of sequels of his Oscar nom. They didn't. They made 22 sequels of his other thing, though. (laughs) Yeah. Sequels and spinoffs and all kinds of things. All sorts of stuff. He's uh, Honestly, he's nominated for the Oscar there. He's got two Oscar nominations. No wins. I think he will get the Oscar nom this year. I, I... there's been some excellent cinema in 2019. Wait, who's getting uh, the Oscar nom this year? I think Iron uh, uh, Iron Man. You think you think Robert Downey Jr. is going to get a, a Best Actor nomination for Endgame? I do. Interesting. I really do. Yeah. Well, we'll see. I think I don't. I, I think he did great. He, I mean, he, you know, he's fantastic. Uh, I don't think it was Oscar worthy. I think you know. Well, you're it, the one saying he's going to get a nomination. I well, I think you can't make that much money and not get the Oscar nomination. I think you absolutely can, and they probably will. I don't know. I remember last year there were some movies in there that I was like, really? I thought you know that? But that was your best film, so who knows? Yeah, I, I don't know about, about best actor for RDJ. Well, they, now that I said that, I was actually thinking about uh, Return of the King, which, you know, they, they did the three movies, and then they did all the Oscars for the Return of the King. Um, and I did not realize this, but there is not a single acting award in Return of the King. Uh, yeah. It's got the... Because it's an ensemble. People usually don't win the awards for their ensemble performances. Right. It it won everything it was nominated for. Did you know that? Yeah. I did not know that. It was like, it was a... These days, these days, people would be furious. Yeah. Furious. Name a black person in Lord of the Rings. Uh, there aren't any. I'm looking now. There are none. Yeah, there aren't any. Yeah, this would not go well. Uh Uh-uh. But also just like, it would be a conspiracy. It is a conspiracy. (laughs) It's not a conspiracy. It's Lord of the Rings. No, I know that. There is not a single black actor from this movie. Hmm. Not, not a single black actor. I mean, except Orlando Bloom. What? Oh, you don't know? No. What are you talking about? Orlando Bloom's black. He's just not. I know. Uh, He's not Scarlett Johansson. <laughs> it's just... What do you what, on the on the broad spectrum? Where are your thoughts on Kate Blanchett? Uh, like Hella from Ragnarok. That's the one. Yeah, that's who that is. She plays Galadriel, right? She does. Yeah, yeah she yeah. does. She's she's good. I don't know. She seems to do a lot of things like that. She seems. I feel like if I met her in person, she would be intense. Uh, I don't think so. I've seen some of the like the Ragnarok bloopers, and she was just like living. I think that's what happens when that kind of energy is in the room. When you get all these like southeastern hemisphere people. And they just live their lives so is she Australian? No, but uh, Chris Hemsworth is. Okay. <laughs> and Taika is. Okay. So you get all these people in the room and it's just like, I don't know. 
Is she Australian? Is Kate Planchette? I don't know. From Australia. Melbourne, Victoria, Australia. Really? To June Gamble, an Australian teacher. This is, Australian jobs are wild. Kate Blanchett's mom was an Australian teacher and property developer. Can you do both of those jobs in America? Like at the same time? Uh, but who said she did them at the same time? Nobody. I mean, I guess it would just, my, my assumption How, would be Why are we that, talking like, about Kate Blanchett? <laughs> Because I, I was thinking about Lady Galadriel, Galadriel, and now we're here. Kate uh, Blanchett has been in three movies in 2019, one of which is Rotten, and the other two are above 86. She was it. She was Bernadette in Where Did You Go, Bernadette, which got 49%. Didn't uh, John Negroni and Will Ashton just love that movie? I, I believe so. I think they, I don't know if they loved it. I think they wanted to love it. Is that what it was? I think, that, yeah, they were, dead, they were dead set on loving it and just didn't. <laughs> I might be wrong about that. But yeah, she was we'll in- find uh, out. I don't know what this is. She was in This Changes Everything. Looks like a documentary. And she was also Volca in uh, How to Train Your Dragon, The Hidden World. Oh, so good. How to Train Your Dragon. Love How to Train Your Dragon. What a good series. Thor Ragnarok came out in 2017. And it's, a it's been a long time. That's crazy. I know. We we've lived in a world post-Ragnarok for longer than many people have been alive. She was in The House with the Clock in Its Walls with Jack Black. Bad name for a movie. It's a book. I, it's a bad name for a book, too. But it's a better name for a book than it is for a movie. You can get away with ridiculous stuff for books. Yeah, you know why? You know what people do when they look at books? I, what are you going to say? They judge them by the cover. Hmm. You're not supposed to do that. I it's think like, you are. It's like an adage. Yeah, but I feel like there are a lot of people whose jobs is to make book covers yeah, look good. Yeah, you could listen to the... um. The, the there's a great TED talk by the dude that did the Jurassic Park cover with the like oh. the the be the dinosaur being reanimated yeah yeah and he was like I want you to judge this book by looking at this cover right like I feel like if that's your job it's like no please do judge a book by its cover buy Some, the book because somebody you like should the tell cover. somebody should tell Hank Green that apparently he, he's actually done videos on on the not judge a book by a cover thing and and like how he stressed so much about you know the cover that he went with and the, and finding the right artist and. He went through so many different things. Yeah. Uh, and then, then he landed on, on what that. he had. And I, I think he could have done better. But I also think he could have done better, but I'm not Hank Green. I'm not Hank Green. Yeah, he also sold a lot more books than I have. Oh, that's for so, sure. But yeah. he sold most of those by being named Hank Green. Maybe. It's, it could have been a bestseller thing. I have no idea. I know that books always sell in astonishing... Like, the, the number of books it takes... To, to, to be at like the top of the list is always fascinating to me, like how few people buy books. Yeah, it's a small, small number. Yeah, compared to, you know, like box office results or TV viewership or even YouTube views. It's like, that's like 20,000 or something. It's like... Yeah, that'll get you like pretty close to the top of the list, I believe. That's mind-boggling. But also the thought of selling 20,000 of anything right now is like, oh my gosh, that's hard. So I... <laughs> The greatest, this is this is one of the greatest uh, Google autofills I've ever been a part of, um, because I typed in how many books does it take, thinking that it would come up, you know, to be a New York Times bestseller. Right. Number one answer, how many books does it take to fill an empty backpack? Ooh, good question. How many? Um, I, you know, I, I don't want to be a cop out here, but like that depends on the backpack almost exclusively. Yeah, does it depend upon the song? It depends upon the book and the backpack. It's like you could fit probably like a hundred copies of Dante's Inferno in any given backpack. Like the, you know, the mass market paperbacks are really thin ones. Yeah. Your follow up question. How many books does it take to get the Tootsie Roll center of a Tootsie Pop? I could, yeah, I could smash a Tootsie Pop with a book. Give me a hardback book. <laughs> one book. One book. One, one book and some force. Yeah. Some dines. Uh, how many books does it take to stop a bullet? Probably a Mythbusters on that. Um, and then how many books does it take to be a bestseller? And, and then the how many books does it take to become an expert? And then how many books does it take to make an enchantment room, which has to be a video game thing? Okay, but the bestseller one is the one I'm curious about. I mean, yeah, I just thought that that was funny that it was the third answer. I do think that's funny. 
So three million copies in print for Jurassic Park, at least on this, uh, it looks like early, not yet a major motion picture copy of, uh, of Michael Crichton's classic. I'm curious, how many, how many books does it take to get to the Tootsie Roll Center of a Tootsie Pop? And by that, I mean to be a New York Times bestseller. Um, I'm working on it. And I mean like the big list, not the like New York Times bestseller in travel. Yeah, you're talking about New York Times bestseller in fiction. Is that the, the big list? There's fiction and nonfiction. Oh, okay. Either one, but like the 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 w- to be in c- considered among half of all books. Yes. Although I'm sure that that's not the case. Do you think more fiction books or more nonfiction books are written? No idea. Uh, this if is... I had to hanker a guess, my money would be on nonfiction. Probably. There's a lot of textbooks. A lot of textbooks. A lot of uh, memoirs. There's, there's no way it's like a fifty-fifty. No, I think it's like ninety-five and five. Uh, I don't think it's five. That's ridiculous. I don't know. Um. It doesn't, so uh, New York Times does not, like, publish their information, obviously. Right. On how to get on the New York Times bestseller list. But um, first week for Wall Street Journal, it's 3,000 copies. We'll get you on the list. On the list. On the list, yeah. That seems astonishingly 5,000 looks like we'll get you on New York Times. Okay. So it doesn't take not much to be able to write. List, but no, but to be able to write a New York Times bestselling author. Yeah. I mean like the the first uh Adventure Zone graphic novel was a New York Times bestseller. That doesn't surprise me at all. Yeah. I think it got number 1 for a week. That's cool. Yeah, cuz there was an episode uh, that they were all bragging about that. I think it was an episode of My Brother My Brother and Me where Justin was just like, "I'm best-selling author Justin McElroy and I'm best-selling <laughs> author Travis McElroy." Let me Meteor Luminary in 30 under 30. And best-selling author Griffin McElroy. Griffin McElroy. The most impressive of the three of them for sure griffin is an amazing dungeon master yes and composer and editor and all kinds of things yes he's very very good at everything yeah wait till you get into the parts of amnesty where he actually starts like making real music for it it's crazy that's he's already making a decent amount of music for for where i'm at in uh um, that didn't really start until crystal king balance yeah which is yeah. what i just finished yeah the songs are wild the little like robot songs yes um anyway jumanji which uh i, I imagine was probably on a bestseller list when it was a book but it's now a movie that we need to talk about yeah i think i could sell five thousand copies of a book well i mean not today i think if, if tomorrow i was like oh by the way everybody i published my book last night i think i wouldn't sell five thousand copies but i think it could be done yeah i mean definitely i mean every day schmoes sell five thousand copies like you don't have to have an audience built in to sell five thousand copies of a book there are ways to do that i know i'm just how many books do you think are bought every day I don't know. Books come out on Tuesdays. Yes. Unless you're James Patterson. What a, what a cool pull. And then they come out on Mondays. But we don't talk about books in the show. We talk about movies. Tell me about Jumanji. Tell me about about the, th- the, the, the movie that we saw and tell me about why you loved it. I loved it because it is, it is like a, a hearkening back to a time when going to the movies was just as easy as going to the movies. It wasn't Avengers Endgame. It wasn't the first movie after Avengers Endgame. It wasn't Star Wars Episode yeah. 9 of 9. It wasn't... Like the stakes were so low. It was a nice experience this year. Yeah. To go see like a big movie that didn't have anything riding on it. Nothing riding on it. If it was bad, then it was like, ah, whatever. It's Jumanji. Like, who cares? They're not messing anything up there. I haven't invested years of my life into this franchise. You know, it's it's just, it's whatever. But it was good, which is so good. It's just so relaxing. I went, I laughed, I cried. I, I you know, the whole range of emotions. Did you cry? Oh, I'm sure I did. I When it's like cheesy corny like this, it usually gets me pretty well. It's like a Subaru commercial. Love. It's what makes Jumanji, Jumanji. <laughs> I mean, like you just said it, now I'm tearing up, you know? Uh, I, I did get worried. Uh, I felt like the movie, because there were so many characters this time around, uh, I got worried. I got like frustrated with myself because I was like, I can't tell 
tell how many lives everybody has left immediately off like off the dome. Yeah, it got they evened it out pretty well to a point where everybody had one life. And I was yeah. happy with that. They they killed them off so easily, though. I was so it, frustrated. It's like, it's almost like that's how life works. And like, it's, you know, you just expect everybody to have one life in a movie. Right, right. Yeah, it makes it, I feel like people were like, the first one ends with them using the respawn as like a strategy in a game. Yeah. And I feel like they were like, nope, we're just going to get them down to one life as fast as possible. Yeah, so they can't do that. Yeah. I, uh... I felt like the the rules all worked really well. Uh, I think there was a, an Always Sunny reference in there somewhere because Danny DeVito had a restaurant. I mean, I guess. Uh, what else? I'm just ready for that show to not be on my radar anymore. Yeah, I've never been crazy about it. It's just, it's like, it's super just hateful. It, that's exactly they're what it is. They're just bad it's people. Like, they're just, yeah, they're just bad. Um, I'm not crazy about Always Sunny. No, I mean, it's got its funny moments. I used to like it a little bit, but I'm just over it now. It is a kind of negativity I don't want in my life. Yeah, I try to avoid overtly negative things. Yeah. Uh, but this is not an overtly negative thing. These are very positive, very fun They are positive. You know, the other thing I love about these movies is how inclusive they are. This one was slightly profane. In what way? They just kept saying swear words. Did they? Yeah, there was there was n- n- several times where I was like, you didn't have to say that. It's been two weeks and I saw Star Wars since then. I don't remember this being an issue. Uh, I wouldn't say it was an issue. It was just like a thing I noticed. It's, it felt really out of place. In I the felt movie. like, was it Fridge? I don't know. I don't remember. It's been two weeks since I saw this movie and Star Wars came out since then. <laughs> I'm running off a half data bank worth of knowledge here about Jumanji. Welcome right. to the level. What I do love how inclusive these movies are because you've got a cast of, what is it, three white people and a black dude being played by two black guys and uh, I guess they're all white in, in Jumanji. Well, no, they're half white. Two black guys, Jack Black, who plays a female and a black guy and very briefly a female again, a different female. Yeah. And then, and then. Uh, yeah, they did a lot of character switching in this one. They did, which was easier to follow than I thought it was going to be yeah well they, they did a good job of like making it clear who was who yes so like when you know grandpa became aquafina and she's walking around like spencer <laughs> what are you doing spencer Spencer, where are you? Oh my gosh. Aquafina is so funny. The thing that I didn't understand at first, I don't think that they, ex- I mean, I, I got it eventually, but like the conflict of him like going to get brunch at Nora's and Danny DeVito being like, out of all the restaurants in, in wherever they are, why'd you have to pick that one? And then it like, it comes down like, oh man, that was his restaurant with, like that was a little bit convoluted. Oh, I thought the slow reveal on that, I actually really liked that. That didn't land well for you? No. Huh. It just, it was a bad setup for me. I knew that, like, yeah, because I thought the because like, I first could see where that, it was going pretty well, but like, it, I don't know, I just I, I feel like that could have been done better. I did feel like they gave you an inch and then they give you a mile, but you need like a mile and a half, so you know just about everything, and then they don't give you that extra half mile for uh, like a long time, right? And then, but then he has like a decent relationship with Nora afterward, and it's not like she bullied him out or anything. That's what I thought was kind of weird about it. I think I don't think he was bullied out at all. I think uh, Eddie sold the restaurant. Like he against, is Eddie. not Eddie. Then Milo. Uh, Milo sold the restaurant against Eddie's will, and and she she named it Nora's, like just cause. And I don't think he ever went in there after that because when he walks in and sees his picture on the wall, he's yeah. like, "Oh my god!" But that's the thing is, like, it seemed like that was going to be a conflict. Like they were setting that up to be a conflict. Oh, that like him and Nora wouldn't get along. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know where it was going to go. I didn't know if maybe Nora was like the wife or if or you know what it was. But that looked like a cool restaurant. I was like, they finished that movie. I was like, I would like to open this restaurant, please. This. 20- yeah, you could, you could film a sitcom about five white people in New York in this restaurant. Oh, yeah. 
hundred percent. How I met your friends. How yeah. <laughs> I How like Seinfeld it. met your friends. Yeah. You, have you ever wanted to open a restaurant? No. I know, man. I think if you ever had, we would own one. I don't want to open a restaurant. That sounds horrible. <laughs> I think the, the the only problem I have with the owning Danny the restaurant Danny DeVito didn't thing. do a good job selling it in this movie either. He was like, guys like me work in the restaurant till we die. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's the problem with it. It's like, I think I would like all the, meeting all the customers and, you know, the, the food service part of it and like coming up with new recipes and working with all that stuff. I think the you never take a day off. You're open. You're there every hour you're open. That would drive me crazy. Right. It's like our buddy had to miss your whole Christmas party last night because something went wrong with his business. Yeah. But if my boss called me last night and was like, hey, I know it's Saturday night, but I need you to do something. I would be like, oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> Screw you. <laughs> I'm, I'm just not going to do that. <laughs> I probably if Matt called me I would probably help him out I like Matt but if I was in the middle of something he would he would definitely preface it with hey if you're in the middle of something don't worry about it but <laughs> yeah I'll call somebody else right <laughs> but yeah like there, our, there are other our podcast business this. you know there's not that much stakes with this no uh but it is a commitment every single week. Like we have to, we have to be on the show. We have to do it. Oh yeah, for sure. But like nobody's expecting their Christmas presents from us. That is true. Like we don't, we don't have to be there every hour that the podcast is open. No, but I, I think we're there more hours than you'd think. Like <laughs> as far as Discord is concerned, I, I read pretty much every message sent there. I mean, yeah, but that's different. If that was if that, if that was like our office. But also, space. like I'm not like you know I don't have to like hire a manager to run the discord in the hours that i'm not there like we have moderators but it's not like somebody needs to come in every morning and open the discord right and just like yeah. be there but yeah he didn't want to he didn't want to quit man he wanted to run eddie and milo's or milo and eddie's until he died nora's is a better name for uh for uh all day diner for a 24 hour diner look like a diner at all what did you it looked like a like a small bar like kind of a it looked like yeah like a restaurant like they yeah. serve like american food you call it like a tap room here yeah like you go in you get a beer you get a burger there was not enough silver plating on the walls for there to be a diner <laughs> there's no subway Black tile and white tile yeah i don't know i just didn't get a di- 24 hour diner seemed like a weird thing to call that place but I, I don't know. I mean, it's a restaurant and a movie. They just, they kind of happen that way sometimes. It's like, it's it's hard to find a restaurant that doesn't want to do business to let you come in and just like film the re- your movie. I think if, hold on, let me run that back. Are you telling me that if Jack Black walked into your restaurant or J- The Rock walked into your restaurant and was like, hey, I need to film four scenes here. You wouldn't be, you would be like, I, I, I think I misheard you, but you're telling me you would be like, uh, no, I don't want to lose customers for those four minutes. I mean, yeah. I think that lots of restaurant owners would be like that. Really? I think this, the, uh, the, also, I don't think The Rock walks in and asks for the use of the space. <laughs> if he does, if, if they were like, hey, Dwayne, uh, I really like this spot for this shot. Could you walk in and ask for it? I think he would do it. But it's like, you're not going to get publicity from it. Yeah, you are. Nah, because they put up a different sign that says, because clearly they, like, used a different space and put up a sign that said Nora's 24-hour diner. Because there's no way that place was a 24-hour diner. Correct. But I think that if you came to Roanoke and you went to the Green Goat and you were like, hey, we're going to film a scene from a Dwayne the Rock Johnson movie here, it would only help business. Maybe. Because the local news station, it would be PR. The news station would be like, Dwayne Johnson's in Roanoke filming a movie at the Green Goat. Well, yeah, they don't usually just find random small town. They probably built a small town for this movie. You think so? No. It was $125 million. Yeah. Like that's that's a lot of buildings. It sounds for... like they probably went into like an abandoned restaurant. I'm sure they just went into a restaurant that was already open. They not must for have. not for 125 million dollars. The Rock made at least 50 million dollars for this movie. You think? No. <laughs> I think he'd do it for free. I don't think. I mean, I, know I don't he cares think he would money. do it for free. I know he cares.
cares about the money. I think that's the other side of the rock that you don't get to see. Well, it's, it's, is, it, I don't think any actor is going to do anything for free. No, they're not going to go act for free. Yeah. Because like, whose money are you taking? Warner Brothers? Right. Columbia? I really, I really enjoyed this movie. I really enjoyed it as well. I, I'm a big, big fan of this series. I do, I do hope they make more of them. Jumanji, Back in Black or something. Back in Black. What? Back and Black. Why? I don't know. Peck and Black. Josh Peck joins the cast. Who's Beck? Isn't that a famous person? Who? Beck? Isn't that the name of like some musician? Yeah. Yeah, that's Beck. Okay, well, what does he have to do with anything related to Jumanji? Well, he's going to join Jack Black for the next one. You find, pick Beck out of a lineup of people. I couldn't pick Beck out of a lineup of one. If you showed me a picture and said, is that Beck? I would be like, <laughs> unless I already knew who the person was, I would be like, maybe. Like, if you showed me a picture of Jack Black and you were like, is that Beck? I'd be like, no, that's Jack Black. Uh, Beck looks like if Ben Folds and Michael Sarah had a kid together. So you just Googled him. So I like to imagine that you didn't know what he looked I like didn't know what, No, I didn't know what Beck looked like. Google Beck, though. If Beck looks about like if Ben Folds and Michael Sarah had a child. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, I could not have picked this man out of a very small lineup. No, he's the guy that does that loser song. Really? Yeah. Like the... Well, that's uh, Ain't No Rest for the Wicked by... Um, Kids the Elephant, but sure. No, no, because I'm a loser, baby. Yeah, but the, the riff you gave me was the beginning of Ain't No Rest for the Wicked. I like that song, too. That's a, that's a that's banger. A, that's a better song, yeah. You're right. It's like... Yeah, Beck's got some hits, for sure. That two turntables and a microphone song. He, uh, this is a little known fact about Beck, but he won that award that one time. Uh, yeah, for Morning Phase. Yeah, that was the one. Yeah, yeah. 2014. That album smacks. Yeah. Yeah, it's completely instrumental. It's really cool. Uh, and I like won, Beck. It won best album over Beyonce's crap thing that she did. Well, there you go. And everybody was mad. I think that was Beck that did Where It's At. It might not be. Yeah, it is. Great song. You know a song I like? Blackbird by the Beatles. <laughs> okay. I just wanted to tell you that. Kind of random. It's got a lot of the same letters as Beck. Uh, it's got three of the same letters. Well, but then if you throw the, the Beatles in there, bing, bang, boom, now you've got the fourth one. <laughs> Yeah, but you're missing a lot of Blackbird by the Beatles. <laughs> yeah, but if, if somebody was like, what song is this? And they gave you the word Beck, you'd be like, oh, that's Blackbird by the Beatles. What? <laughs> what does that even mean? I, I, I don't know what you want from me here, but... Uh, I, I don't know what it... what. <laughs> You just said, like, that doesn't make any... If you started playing Blackbird for me and said, what song is this? I would say it's Blackbird by the Beatles. <laughs> if you got, like, doo, 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 I'd be like, that's Blackbird. That's, yeah, I know this song. <laughs> yeah. Three notes. I'm familiar. <laughs> I think that, that is how it starts, right? It's four notes. But you could probably get it on the third, but... My Spotify. Mine is, very surprisingly. Oh, it's still playing where it's at by Beck. I got very confused. Yeah, I would not need the fourth note. I guess there's some, some so, grace notes in there, but... Yeah, there is. Uh... So Jumanji brings to light the the romp genre that I feel like we don't get enough of anymore uh, because we're stuck with all these long series and dramatic story arcs with our blockbusters and then our avant-garde films are all just so good. Well, I mean... And uh, then there's a bunch of bad movies. The, the blockbuster thing is dead officially now. What do you mean? The MCU's got done and Star Wars is done. And Harry Potter's hopefully done. Well, Harry Potter's got three more movies, technically. One <laughs> we'll confirmed. <see. laughs> yeah. But like they're, the, the MCU movies next year have no stakes to them whatsoever. I know, which is exciting. It means we might we might be able to enjoy them again. Yeah, with no pressure. I mean, not that I didn't enjoy them. I, that sounds bad. I really, really loved Endgame. I think it's an excellent yeah, movie. Yeah, but Far From Home was a bad experience. It was. I was not ready. Going and into Spider-Man Far From Home, that close-off Endgame was just like, I don't want this. I didn't I, yeah, ask I, for this. I don't want to I, feel this way. And I have to do it anyway. Right. It's like, you're you're asking a lot of me right now. 
Yes. Um, yes, it's exactly right. But now we've got until May when Black Widow comes out. And wow, does it not look that good? You know, that, I don't know if we talked about it in the last episode uh, because I don't, I, I can't possibly think that far back. But I, the Black Widow trailer, I don't think that it looks bad. It just I looks just like nothing. It just looks like nothing. It's not, I know that she's not going to die. I know also, that. Yeah, the thing is, it's just like. Rogue One, it has no stakes. But that doesn't necessarily mean it's bad. Like, I didn't think Iron Man was going to die in Iron Man, you know? Like, no, but a like, character doesn't it, it have takes, to die. Anytime it takes place within the box, it's complicated. It is, yeah. Because it exists, when does it, so it exists in, in between MCU movies, right? Yeah, it's like between Winter Soldier and something else. Right, so it can't really do anything. Right, it's not going to like reveal some detail that you were sitting there like, I wonder what Thanos Because they're not going to tell us what happened in Budapest. <laughs> they might, there's an archer in this movie, maybe they're, maybe that's got something to do with absolutely, it. Absolutely, they will not do that. Well, this you're better up, place you are better up calling, that. You're better up calling George uh, Ezra, the guy that wrote the song Budapest, to ask him what happened. This would take place after that comment, though, I think. I, I don't know. It's weird. It's I, If it was like a full-on prequel, maybe it would give us like more insight into That's who she is as a character. That's what I wanted was a full-on prequel. I wanted to know. Like, I literally want it to end with her meeting Tony Stark for the first time. Right. That would that would have been so that's how Rogue One was, and you didn't like Rogue One. <laughs> right, but I liked Solo. But Solo doesn't end with Han meeting uh Luke Skywalker. No, but it ends with it, it has a character that I care about. It has a couple characters I care about. Rogue One didn't have any characters I cared about. They were just nobodies. They died. Cool. Bye. Less Bye, names I have to remember. Jin Urso. Galen or so. I could not have told you for all the money in the world. I remember Cassian Andor and uh, K2SO. Oh, K2SO. That's a good bot. It's a That's good a bot. Good bot. It's a good bot, for sure. I remember lots of planets that had uh, title cards. Yes, I do remember that also. Um, this is a long time about things. I remember Rogue One. Uh, I don't know who the lead was that played Jyn or so. Couldn't even place her face right now. She looks enough like Daisy Ridley, but isn't Daisy Ridley. I thought that was a weird choice because I remember seeing the movie and thinking, oh, that's a lot like Daisy Ridley. Um, what was the top moment in Jumanji for me? Give me, give me some, I, I do, we've been trying to get back to it. Now, I, now I really want right, to, I want to focus gonna on it. I'm going to go to Wikipedia and look at the plot. The plot summary, the summation of yep. the plot. Yep. So I can remember all the points. Yes. The points in the plot that you, you could remember. Uh, I, th one thing that threw me off is when they start off and then instead of in the Jeep, they're in the plane. I was like. There's a pilot character. This is a great spot to introduce him again. Yeah, I thought that immediately Spencer was going to show up as Seaplane McDonough. As McDonough. And be like, it was Nigel. Yes, whom I love. He sent me a letter? I didn't get any letter. <laughs> Look in your hand. Eddie, it's in your hand. I can, I can, those two going back and forth killed me. Kevin Hart. Like Kevin Hart talking to the camel about the rock. <laughs> the rock. The, I did think that they played on a funny video game trope of like somebody who's new to this game is just going to slaughter everybody that lives in this town because they can. Yeah. Which is exactly what happens. That like you, and like the you, dude you that enter White Run and you're like, you enter White Run and the lady's like, Yorlin Greymane's got that on her. Stab. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have killed that guy in uh in White Run that says the like I work for Balthor at the General Goods Store. <laughs> I made it a point to just murder that guy every time I passed him and he said Save, that. Save kill. <laughs> you don't get up to the cloud district very often, do you? What am I saying? Of course you don't. <laughs> the amount of like it. random NPC dialogue lines I have memorized from Skyrim is alarming. I used to be an adventure like you. Then I took an arrow to the knee. Da, da, da. But we know him by his true Nord name, Talos. 
Oh, uh, we should cover Skyrim on this show sometime. Just like the whole game. Just the like, whole game. I find Skyrim, I don't know. There's a lot of video games like Skyrim. I love Skyrim, but that like they just take five minutes too long to get into. That freaking intro of Skyrim where you gotta like create your character and listen through this whole like Put I don't me know. down. <laughs> Put, Is this no for way. Sonic Boom? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I feel like everybody plays Ikea born, so I'm just gonna play Sonic. <laughs> Get over here, Rudolph, you red nose. <laughs> is that a crab wearing a top hat and a monocle? That is where I draw the line. Come on, Master Chief. Let's get the shirt out of here. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's oh. a funny, funny video. No, nope, um, I was almost said but, that my favorite part of this movie was Babu Frick, but that's Star Wars. That's still Star Wars. <laughs> I did love Babu Frick, though. I loved Star Wars so much. I just, opened, I, uh, I just opened Twitter, and my friend Robbie has changed his Twitter name to Babu Frick, B-O-B-U. Because his name is, is Rob? Yeah. He goes by Bob. Well, he, he goes does? by Robbie, but we call him Bob. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I wish I went by Bob Buffrey. I feel like that would be a, a good move for me. Um, Jumanji. Jumanji, Jumanji, Jumanji. Jumanji. So, yeah, they took one of the characters out to be a horse. Yeah, I, I, thought, I did really think that was weird. It was I just like, it makes it, sense. I, anytime you take away a character who couldn't speak and now can't speak because they're a horse, I'm like, this is weird. Right. It, it, yes, it is unusual. I am very <laughs> glad, though, that you were wrong about the horse being a little Nas X. I would have been so excited. If I mean, I, I would have as well, Cyrus. but I'm just really glad that you were wrong about it. Because that was the most absurd theory I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> I didn't know what was going to happen. I do think it's weird that they don't put the Jonas brother on any of the promotional stuff for this movie. Like, obviously, he'll be back in it. Yeah, but Why? he was barely in the first one. He's barely in this one. He's in it a decent He's amount. He's busy. He released an album this year. He did. With his bros. With his Joe bros. Two of, or one of them at least. I the, bet the filming on this movie ended. The other well, one didn't do anything and just cast a bunch of checks. He played drums or something? He's the lead guitarist in a boy band. It's not a boy band. It is I a have boy no band. idea. I've, I've never listened to a Jonas Brothers song hire, on purpose. They, no, there are strangers that play the songs and then they sing them. It's a boy band. I'm going to get a lot of angry messages from one person about this on, <laughs> on Thursday, but that's okay. Narrowcasting. That's what the point is. Uh, that's what podcasting is all about, really, when it comes down to it. Hey, man, that's, this... they talk to you about how you need to develop the intimacy of your audience. And, like, I cannot imagine a better way to become intimate with my audience than to call them out one by one on the things that they have done to me. <laughs> I, th I think, you know, I mean, Jonas Brothers is whatever they want to be. They they put out some really good pop songs from what I understand. Yeah, that's fine. So. They do. They had some great songs this year. None of them were written by Kevin Jonas. That's all I'm saying. Maybe I if you want to consider yourself part of the Jonas Brothers, you could try pulling your freaking weight around here because he didn't play guitar on a single song on the album or write any of them. So what does he do? He, what is, so what is, he used to play guitar. He used to write and play guitar on the albums. But like a bunch of random people played or made this album and then they got uh, Nick and Kevin I mean, Nick and Joe to come sing, basically. So what's Kevin doing? Nothing. He's playing live, allegedly, and making money. I mean, that's how I want to live my life. Trading in on the family name. Trading I guess in I on my boy Nick Jonas's talent. I'm a, I'm a Nick Jonas stan is the problem. Is Nick Jonas, is he the one in this movie? Yeah, he's the one in this movie. He's the one that was in Les Mis, and he's the one that uh freaking has good music by himself. Sorry, Joe. Dince is a weird band. This is my Jonas Brothers... Standcast. We could do a Jonas Brothers standcast. We are the least qualified humans to do a Jonas Brothers standcast. As I said before, I have never listened to a Jonas Brothers song on purpose. That's not to say that, that I'm. That I I'm, have. I'm that, sure they're. That sucker song smacks. I, I'm sure it's a great song. I'm sure all their songs are great. Well, I'm no, sure they're a wonderful group of, of they're, they're a, musicians. They're a pop artist. 
Well, not yeah, not all I'm, of their songs are great. I'm sure they're a decent group of musicians, but uh, I just I, I, I mean, don't look, think they, I've ever they, had they put the an album out this curiosity. Year. They put an album out this year. It's no Lover by Taylor Swift. No Fine Line by Harry Styles. Talking about pop albums, but whatever. How do you get into pop music? How do you like you just 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 listen to people? What do you mean? You you uh, listen to people talk about an artist until your brain explodes, and then you decide to go find out what they're actually about and realize that their songs are pretty catchy. No, 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 no. Not how do you get into it? Like, be interested in it. How do you get into like? Like, how do you get chosen to be a pop star? Oh, um, whoo, be hot, sing good. Okay. I have neither of those skills. Well, then you're probably not going to be a pop star. I could try it. Jason, Jason Derulo went to like Juilliard for opera. Yeah. And then he was like, I could just be Jason Derulo. Yeah. Ooh, what you say? All right, cool. You want to get to rapping? Yeah, we can rap. I'm fine with rap. Uh, my name is Tyler and I like podcasts. What are we doing? <laughs> We're wrapping up the show. Where does Jumanji Welcome to the ne- Level go on the big board? The next level I go cannot, on the big board? I cannot for the life of me stick the name of this movie in my mind. I Yeah, I also am having a problem with this. Um, but I'm going to take a look at the big board. Uh, so Jumanji Welcome to the Jungle is the top. No, it's not. We've updated this since then. Star Wars is the top. Yeah, Star Wars is the top. Then Jumanji, then Klaus, then Frozen 2, then Coco, then 10 Things I Hate About You. I would put this somewhere in this range. It's, uh, what's, wait, hold on. It's probably between Coco and 10 Things. Better than the original Jumanji, then? Uh, yeah. I enjoy both of the sequels more than the original, even though yeah, it's Robin Williams. Yeah, I do, too. I, listen, I love Robin Williams. I, that's, that's not what I'm trying to say here. I just also love these films. It's it's not an either-or thing. Right, it's like, it's, it's. It, I don't think they, sh- they shouldn't be compared. Yeah. Also, we have Zombieland on here twice, and I don't know what one of them is supposed to be. Well, heck. So, whoops. <laughs> Well, we'll we'll see what happens. Hopefully, there's a sequel for for Manji. I think there will be a uh, Jumanji yeah. four. It's Jumanji IV. Ah, uh-huh, look at you. Yeah, yeah. It's uh the problem is it, the question is so this is a weird thing with the with the chrono- chronology of these films is that like the last one I didn't feel like was the second one, but this one is definitely the third one. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah. I mean, yeah. I think they're gonna ma- they got to make this into a trilogy though. So you think there will be three? Dwayne the Rock Johnson versus yeah, of these I, I think that there's got to be. Why stop at three? That's what I want to know. Um, everything should stop at three at this point. Yeah, probably. You think we've had enough movies. I'm just I'm 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 ready for less franchises. I think that's what the, the this decade will be remembered for in terms of film. It'll be like the the franchise era. Yeah. So I'm ready for less like I'm ready for better standalone films. Like for there to be blockbuster standalone films again that are good. Like Battleship that are good. <laughs> like uh, what's that one everybody likes with the uh, with the two pilots and the kaiju monsters? Pacific Rim. Pacific Rim. That got Thank a you very much. It did. Yeah. But it was like this weird original idea. It yeah. This like decade a, you know, will absolutely be remembered for for franchises and the MCU. You know, well, that's a franchise. Well, I know, but like, and like, that, I like think that's the big remakes one. nobody asked for. Yes, <laughs> I want to see whatever that Ryan Robert, Ryan uh, Reynolds movie is. Free guy, yeah, the Disney movie with Ryan Reynolds, yeah, where he's a, a not superhero superhero. He's like an NPC in a video game. Yeah, no, I'm very curious. I do want to see that. It's just the the fact that they they put at the beginning like from the studio that brought you The Lion King, Aladdin, and Beauty and the Beast twice. It's <laughs> so like I get yeah. that it's like I get that it's just you know branding and whatever, and it's like a brand being a brand, and, and but I do I do enjoy when they're able to 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 take a step back and look at it that way. Yeah. All right. Well, what what, what else do we got? What else? What is breakfast food for Jumanji? Uh, Jumanji, the next, the, the next level, the next jungle, the next level. Um, I don't know, maybe like a bowl of fruit. 
It's really healthy. It's you know, you don't you don't do it as often as you'd like, but you every time you do, you feel like, "Oh, we should do this new thing more. We should we should do this more often. This is this excellent. This is really nice. I I have more energy. I'm I'm happier. I'm I'm just better in every way." Yeah, I just ate a nice quinoa bowl. It was. It, I feel great. I really feel wonderful. I feel like I I'm do. ready to get my heart broken by Star Wars in three days. Right. <laughs> uh, uh, that's where I'm at on this yeah, one. Yeah, I'm about that. that. I get that. Yeah. Also, there's a there's a Jumanji fruit in the movie, so I feel like that you know that adds up. Yeah. The the Jumanji berry. The Jumanji uh, berry. We don't do the villain ranking anymore, which was you know not not a lot of outcry from the fans on that one. Yeah. No, not really. <laughs> Um, so I think at this point we just wrap the show. All right. Let's wrap it up. Bacon and Eggs is a proud member of WBNE. For more shows like this one, like Sincerely Us, or my new show, Bagels, go to WBNE.org or check out this show. Hi, I'm Valerie. And I'm Casey. And we're a married couple who loves to travel through fictional worlds. On our podcast, Hello from Elsewhere, we dive deep into the themes and characters of movies and books, all through a positive lens. We explore all your biggest questions, like... What is Steven Spielberg's obsession with father figures? What is the history of fictional maps? And why are animated foxes so attractive? Oh, Robin Hood. From Harry Potter, Lord of the Rings, and Jane Austen. To Star Wars, Marvel, and classic Hollywood. If it's pop culture, we're interested in exploring the meaning behind it. With new episodes every other Friday, come visit us in Elsewhere. That can't be how you're going to say bagels every time. Bagel! It's not possible. <laughs> it's, the point is to say it enough that people are like, is that a word? It already doesn't sound like a word. It doesn't feel like it could be a word. I feel like that's not a word anymore. Can I talk to you about something real quick about cats? I just want to just... Yeah, sure. Just for a moment. I still want to see it. But two, in the promos, they would always be like, starring Rebel Wilson, Jason Derulo, Taylor Swift, Ian McKellen, and introducing, and it would have the name of this woman, I can't even tell you now, for like a millisecond. And her name was more than two syllables. And I don't, I still, to this day, I don't know who it was. No idea. I is You is spend Fran so much time thinking about cats. Yeah. Is it Francesca Hayward? That's what I'm thinking, but I don't know. Well, it's, okay, so here's my, here's my logic based on, um, you know, the, the cast is, it's not Taylor Swift, Idris Elba, Judy Dench, uh, Ian McKellen, Rebel Wilson, James Corden, Ray Winston. Stone, uh, Jennifer Hudson, Jason Derulo, or any of these people. So it's got to be her. Because that's the name that you don't know? Yeah, because that's the name I don't know out of, like, the huge cast of this movie. She also, on, on Spotify, has two songs, and they're both from Cats. She plays Victoria. She's very good. At singing? Yep. Actress, ballerina, and Cats star Francesca Hayward shares her favorite dance movie, picks a classic movie for a musical makeover. This is a video. I don't know why I just read the subtitle of that video, but it looks like she has three credits. Uh, one is a short film called The Sun is God from 2017, and the other was Romeo and Juliet Beyond Words, 2019. Romeo and Juliet actually is the uh, the definitive version that people really sort and of And she is one now. of two people in this Romeo and Juliet adaptation who have a picture on IMDb. Huh. Well, what do you know? Uh, it looks like it is a um, it looks like it is a uh, staged production of the Prokofiev Ballet uh, that was just put in theaters. Gotcha. So it's not a not a huge uh, huge thing thing of D. No, it'd be beyond words because nobody talks because it's a ballet. That makes sense. So it's, it's Romeo and Juliet without words. Yeah, oh. it's a it's a ballet. Like this is this is a thing that exists. I did not know this. A ballet. Yeah. 
Um, like the Nutcracker. But yeah, it's I'm, I'm familiar with the Nutcracker. Oh, you would. Uh, yeah. There's a there's a pretty famous. Well, I don't know if it was famous or not, but it, it they used it in Bush Gardens a lot. There's a piece of music uh, called the Dance of the Nights from the Romeo and Juliet ballet that you hear all over the place, especially at Bush Gardens. Huh. I learned something new every single day, Ethan. That's what I learned today. It's, Thank uh, you for Sergei enlightening Prokofiev, me. The same guy that did uh, the Lieutenant Kiji suite. Yes. Yes, that is him. Yep. Troika himself. Troika. Great piece somebody, of Christmas adjacent music. Somebody in the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade played Troika. That doesn't surprise me. So that's some, uh, yeah. It's the work of some uh, sort of out of his mind band director. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds like, sounds about right. <laughs> We're going to Macy's. Got to do something nobody else is doing. I mean, we went and did the London New Year's Day Parade and did Don't Stop Believing by Journey. Yeah, we did. How American of us. Yeah. Oh. All right. Well, let's- so uh, what, sorry, what were you saying? I was just going to say thank you so much for listening. Yeah. So our graphics are by Vaishan Brandon at graphite.vmb on Instagram. And our uh, music is by Andrew Scott Bell at andrewscottbell.music. No, <laughs> andrewscottbellmusic.com. If you want to follow our show, you should check it out at wbne.org. That's going to have all the relevant links to all the important things. And that will be your landing page for Bacon and Eggs moving forward. Yes. Uh, so if you want to you know, follow us on Instagram or whatever, all of those links are in the description down below. Uh, yeah, this has been super fun. I love these Jumanji movies. I really hope we get to see more of them. I really enjoyed this. Me too. I know, I'm really excited for 2020. I hope Christmas is great for you and yours or whatever you celebrate. Uh, whatever, whatever, or whatever you don't celebrate. I hope this particular Thursday was just fantastic for you. Uh, and if you're in the Northern Hemisphere, wasn't too cold or the Southern Hemisphere wasn't too hot, but that the planet was not overheating or overcooling. Well, just, yeah, I don't think we have a whole lot of control over that one. Well, well. We have more than more than you'd think. Uh, well, but not, yeah, not, I mean, we the people, yes, but not you and me, the podcasters. Well, yeah, but I mean, I can still encourage you to, you know, just have a, have a day, have a good one. Yeah. I hope your day was excellent and merry and bright. And I, I, I don't know, man, I'm really excited for two zero two zero. I want to see what, uh, what the future holds. Same. I'm excited to have 2020 vision. Very clever of you. Very clever of me. My stolen valor. Yes. Thank you for listening to another episode of Bacon and Eggs. And until next decade, arrivederci. Arachnid.